This is Miranda Miller. And this is Tom Craver from SEW Weekly. WebmasterRadio.fm has a new way for you to listen, connect, and learn with your smartphone. Introducing the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available on the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEW Weekly live every Thursday or download thousands of past episodes and download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Searchcast, and more. You can download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app right now. It's available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. From the newsroom of SearchEngineWatch.com, the authority on search engine marketing and social media since 1996. Welcome to SEW Weekly. Each week, our hosts keep a virtual eye on the stories and people that are impacting search and social marketing, breaking down each headline with expert analysis. Plus, we'll bring you expert interviews exploring the latest search and social marketing tips and tools. Listen, connect, learn. SCW Weekly, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. And welcome to SEW Weekly. This is the edition for November 15th, 2012. And we are live at SES Chicago. It is the biggest marketing event. Search, social, digital analytics, everything you want to know about in the Midwest. Tom Craver from Search Engine Watch. Here with my co-host, the lead writer from SearchEngineWatch.com, Miranda Miller. Miranda, what a week at SES Chicago, huh? It has been. Wow, it's like, it's. Yeah, I love conferences i really do there's so much knowledge so much information and it's it's just major events with mobile this year the, the big keynote thing in the middle of the afternoon that day one was fabulous and we're gonna get talking about that on how mobile really is is kind of driving everything we had google here there was a report between click z and search engine watch and and google analytics and that's that's gonna be the focus um coming up but news still happened things still move on even though we're at conferences and uh it's, it's been another hefty week for, for good news stories, too. Yes, so. we had um, Pinterest actually announced yesterday that they're launching business accounts. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this goes over because people seem to have a low tolerance for any type of marketing on Pinterest. Um, we've seen in articles that we've written on Search Engine Watch and best practices posts that, um, you know, branded images don't do as well, things that have the company logo don't do as well. Um, the accounts that are actually using real people's names seem to do better, but Pinterest is trying to get that business market. So they've launched business accounts where you can actually even um, verify your website. And they've said the intent is to make your Pinterest page rank higher. So it'll be interesting to watch. Interesting. Yeah, that's. I I, I have a hard time just getting into Pinterest as it is. I mean, pictures and funny that's cat photos. That's because are, you're a man. Well, I know, <laughs> and I get that, and and that's, But that becomes an interesting conundrum, especially for business now. Right. How do you how do you market that? I mean, yes, it's a it's a primarily a woman's network for for that. Can I get that? I truly get that. But somewhere along the line, you've got to market to both sides of that coin. And and again, how how do you make pictures? It's like saying let's just make Flickr a business, you know, social right. network. And now. I think you could be doing that in different channels. So if you understand that your your male audience might be on Google Plus and your Pinterest audience are where your women are, then you know you can have a different strategy for each of those channels. Well, it'd be fun to see how that plays out. So, LinkedIn and Forrester, um, new report. Forrester was actually busy with plenty of reports this week, but this LinkedIn one was really good. Well, tell us about that one. It is. It's sort of a look into the B2B buying cycle. So, um, they found that 73% of tech buyers engage with um, social networks. The whole premise of the report was how social influences buying in IT. 
So they came up with a number of different um, stats that are kind of interesting. 85% um, of the respondents have used at least one social network for business purposes, and 51% said they're influenced by at least one social network when they're considering buying purchases. So it is very specific to IT, obviously, but it does have um, takeaways that you can use across the entire B2B. So if industry. I'm a salesperson, I'm, I'm really looking at this, trying to figure out how I can leverage this a little better. Right, and if you're not in social, and you might still be of the mindset that you don't understand what the purpose is or what it can do for you, if it is influencing buying decisions, um, that's obviously somewhere that you want to be. Yeah. LinkedIn has not been historically very sales or business focused. I mean, it's it's been handshaking and resumes and let's find some jobs, but uh, to see it coming in with being able to influence purchases now, that's going to be huge for them. Right. And we actually, I met with the global marketing director of LinkedIn in Toronto last week, and he's coming on our show in a few weeks. So we're, yeah, they hate a lot of news about uh, LinkedIn's direction and what we'll expect to see from them in the coming months. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So stay tuned for that. LinkedIn going to be on our show. Um, Hootsuite. Hootsuite has brand new capabilities. They're actually going to target enterprise-level Facebook accounts. Right. Well, it's if you have an enterprise-level account with Hootsuite, you'll have this advanced targeting capability where you can um, use most of the same um, parameters that you use in advanced ad targeting on Facebook. Um, so they'll be able to actually use those to target their posts. So when you're loading up your Hootsuite, um, you'd be able to select different audiences based on geography and demographics, and it's it's kind of a cool feature. So it's not bad enough that I can schedule 8,000 tweets ahead of time or right. Facebook posts ahead of time. <laughs> now I can actually target which ones, not only the time of the day, but who I'm going to speak to now, too. Right, and you can have different posts for different audiences, so you can learn more about that on the Hootsuite blog. That that will also be huge. Wow, look at this. Social is just kind of like just jumping all out of the market now for, for sales and doing business online. And if you're not on social, yeah, that's just huge. So um, coming up, we're going to be talking about um, a, a panel that was here yes, uh, day one of, of SES a couple days ago. Um, and it was about mobile marketing and how to measure it and what's really going on. And it's, it's very cool and it's very interesting. And they talked about things like... Um, when do you use a mobile website versus a mobile app? And was all, there's all kinds of stats we got for you. Um, Google Analytics was there. It was a really interesting panel. Um, and we're going to talk about that next from the live from the SES Chicago session. This is SEW Weekly, and you're listening to it on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for more of SEW Weekly after this quick timeout. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. AuthorityLabs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Ho, ho, ho! This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, CEO of SiteTuners, and chairperson of the Conversion Conference. I want to wish all of you a rocking fourth quarter, a great start to the new year, and higher conversions in 2013. And that's in case we're still around and the world doesn't really come to an end. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm. Wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Welcome back to SCW Weekly, your home for search and social marketing news, views, and interviews. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And we are back. Tom Craver alongside Miranda Miller here. SEW Weekly. Thank you very much for tuning in. And we are live from SES Chicago, the search social digital marketing event of the Midwest. And what we're talking about right now is a session that actually happened right after the networking lunch uh, on day one of this conference. Right out of the gate, Google Analytics and ClickZ um, went together on reporting and, and did this great report, and Miranda, I want you to chime in here on this, about the future of mobile marketing and measurement. Right. So it was sort of a temperature taking in a lot of ways. Um, they were looking at mobile app metrics that marketers indicate they're most interested in, um, trying to gauge where this is going. So 71% of the marketers that they surveyed are measuring um, engagement. Um, 56% are looking at the revenue generated from apps. Uh, 51% are looking at advertising metrics. Just over half are looking at insights into the app marketplaces. Um, only 38% are measuring cross-device measurement. And then this one kind of surprised me. 32% are looking at crash reporting and troubleshooting information, which I thought would have been higher. Can you explain why crash reporting is sort of an important thing to be looking at? <laughs> well, you know, and it's really funny because this is the Google side of thing, right? So... Um, especially on Android, this is this is huge because, and there's this talk in the IT world that Android is so segmented, right? So you know we're both sitting here with our tablets, right? And yours is an old 2.x Android tablet. I've got a 4.2 Android tablet. I know a lot of the ones that are still out there between these ones are in the three range, and phones are all older. But it's so when you make an app, you know you've got different processors for for you know for if you're doing something for Apple. There's one platform. There's the same processor. It doesn't matter the size of the screen anymore now with the minis being out, but it's right. the same processor. It's the same amount of memory. It's the same operating system every single time. 
um, unless you don't upgrade your iOS, but even still, they're so locked down on that. On Android, it's very open, and every phone manufacturer around the world, it's not just like, you know, the Verizons and the AT&Ts here, it's anywhere in Europe and in Asia, and all these different segments of Android with customized code thrown in there, which is the joy of open source, right? That's, right. you want to do that, and you want to be able to put, like, your network-specific stuff into there. But at the same time now, you open yourself up to different devices doing things different ways. So to, to say that less than a third of the people out there that are doing mobile apps are looking at crash reports, um, it's insane. Well, that's kind of huge. I mean, how can you just not even consider when it's not working at all? Well, and, so. and in Android, you know, I've done some Android app development, and the, the Play Store um, is really cool because when you're an app owner, they give you all these cool metrics. They show you how many people downloaded it, how many of those actually installed it once they downloaded it? Because that's actually something, you know, sorry, that you, it downloaded, installed automatically. How many people actually opened it after it installed? Okay. It's like, so you can promote your, your app and say, hey, download this, download this, and everybody goes to it, but then they never actually open it. They show you those metrics, which is kind of neat too. Ah. Um, but they show you every time a crash takes place, and there's a little report you can send to Google, and that actually goes to the vendor who made the app, at least pieces of it do. And you can see all the comments that the person left in there, and you can see the operating system and what it's for. And these are metrics that you're just, this is common sense stuff, right? Right. If your app is crashing and you're giving a poor experience, you're, tr you're getting into mobile. Yay, good for you. You're getting into mobile because you, you know that's what your clients want to you know, be. And then you screw it up for them. Right. <laughs> so, all right, that's a lot of crash Right. If you're gonna If you're going to invest in it, you need to... Be looking at the right things. And even the 71% of people looking at engagement, that seems low. I mean, what what's the purpose of your mobile app if you don't even know if people are engaging with it? Well, that you know, that's it. If you, But how do you measure engagement, too, is the other thing. And, um, you know, in all these metrics, if these metrics aren't in, like, the Google Analytics, you know, on, online or in the mobile app, too, these are all in... A combination of places, and I'm sure you're going to see these merged together soon enough because they've put in Google Analytics. They've always they've, they started to put the Google Webmaster tools in there now too. Right. Um, you know, AdWords has always been integrated to a certain extent. I, I I certainly bet that as they go to this whole universal analytics thing, you're going to see these metrics that are available in the Play Store as an app owner. You'll see those start to filter in as well too. But 71 percent, you got to You've got to figure out if people are actually using your app. You know, you figure out where it's crashing. You figure out where it's being used, and which if you tag it right. You can figure out which elements inside your app aren't being used. Right. Throw them away, make your app smaller, and focus on the pieces that are being used, or at least fix the stuff that nobody wants to use. These are things that, folks, this is common sense stuff that you should be working on. Right. And Adam Singer was here. He's uh, the Google Analytics product marketing manager. So he was in that session. Um, he was looking at how marketers plan to use the different mix of mobile tactics over the next year. Um, so 52% they found plan to create a mobile or tablet optimized website. Um, just under half, so 48%, plan to increase engagement in mobile advertising, which was kind of funny to me because only 71% are actually measuring it, but, you know, a large portion of those people want to increase engagement. Here's my hip. Let me shoot from it. We're just going right, to go. Right, right. Um, so it does seem like kind of a scattergun approach to mobile right now, which this report was interesting. It kind of pinpointed exactly where that's happening. What I thought was really interesting, actually, was... Um, the question came up, and you just said, you know, you know, half of fifty percent, half of people out there are planning on creating a mobile or a tablet-friendly site. <clears throat> and the natural question that came out of that was, uh, it was from the audience. It was, should we use responsive design? Right now, do you do, do you know what responsive design is? Yes, and we've of, had a lot of conversations about this on Search Engine Watch. That got pretty heated. 
So, so from responsive design, if you don't know, is basically when you're, you're, you shrink the screen down, whether it's you're on a desktop and you're actually just shrinking your browser window on the screen, or whether you're actually talking about a mobile device, whether it's a tablet or a phone, and when you twist it and it you know, auto-rotates to the side, the screen changes shape and the design responds to that so that boxes that were really wide before are stacked on top of each other now, and sometimes the menus change too. So that's responsive design. And what's interesting about the question from the audience who said, you know, should we use responsive design? Google, about a month and a half ago, and I think I wrote the article on that one, um, and I tweeted something about it too, because they called out in one of their Google blog posts that's on their blogger suite of things, said, from here forward, all Google products are going to be responsive design. And they wrote it on a blog that didn't have responsive right. design. So I was <laughs> kind of chuckling about that. But And that was it. So, so Adam Singer took that question, and he's like, he didn't actually say, yes, damn it, use responsive design. He was like, well, there's a time to use it and there's a time not to use it. And it was just funny how that conversation, it was like, it was like the comments that blow up on Search Engine Watch, right? right. Just, so. I mean, um, if you think, if you took any hundred marketers and you would probably find the room split in half on that. Some are absolutely married to responsive design. I think it really depends on what your goals are and you have to obviously have goals and understand what you're trying to accomplish before you can say this is the right solution for me. Absolutely. It's not just a black or white always going to be this answer. Now, what's well, so what's interesting then is that conversation dipped into then, well, when do we use responsive design to kind of incorporate the same stuff on desktop as on mobile and when do we do a mobile specific site and then when do we do a mobile app? And and that was that's actually the interesting question. And again, there's no one size fits all answer for this. Right. Um, I think Adam was going off the lines of if you've got a specific element to your site or service that you offer, and you can take that and make that mobile. The, the, you know, Charmin's been coming up over and over again, and it's really really funny because they mentioned the whole Charmin on. Now, okay, so have you seen this app? Do you know what yes, they're talking yeah. about? Where you can find a public restroom. Yes. Anywhere. And it was funny. And it was was extremely funny. We were all sitting around before the session started at lunch. And I'm like, yeah, I just did my intro to analytics and I have my advanced analytics this afternoon. And, you know, yeah, we, I used Charmin as well for their website for talking about measuring. But, um, the, the mobile, the mobile app, I mean, to get back to that, the, the mobile app is if you have something specific, like how to find a bathroom, that doesn't necessarily, you know, play well in a web browser situation or in a mobile web situation. So take that out. Make it a specific custom thing that is useful to people, and at least you're getting brand reinforcement on that because your name's all over it. Right. And so the other really interesting part of this was that, um, so of the marketers who are analyzing mobile metrics, so these are the people who are already, you know, a bit ahead of the game and doing it right, 53% um, say there's a lot of untapped opportunity and they plan to increase their spend. So um, another 68% are looking to increase their spend on technology and ad investments and 32% in talent. And this is really good news for you listeners. So what can people be doing, Tom, to improve their mobile skills? So when people are spending more money on marketers who actually understand how this works, um, how can people get caught up right now? Where do they go for knowledge? Jeez. They, they go to, they go to Clixy Academy. They go to searchengewatch.com. Did I pump enough lines? They come to, <laughs> they come to SES. Um, no, no, seriously. Any skills. I mean, Talent, it, talent is very generic in the way that was described. And there's the marketing side of things, right? Where right. how to target your message and focus your message. There's the data side of things where you're talking about, you know, demographics and trying to find the right people and who, who are you targeting with what app and what are they more inclined to use? 
And then there's there's the whole tech development side too. Right. So you boat up on all your PHP skills. You know enough about databases and um, I'm going to speak from the tech side because I, I come from that background. Know how to make data packets go across the internet very, very small and bring the data back small. If you make the, the reason you make a mobile app is because the whole thing lives in your device and all you're doing is sending little bits of data back and forth so you save people's bandwidth at a time where every network is capping how much you use. Right. So those are the things you focus on if you're, if you're looking for a new job in this space. But then how do you communicate that to potential clients and employers? If you are, you know, slightly ahead of the curve, you do know what, what's going on. How do you, because there is a lot of noise out there, everyone wants to be involved in mobile right now. How can you really stand out? If you do know what you're doing, you know I think it's the same as anything else. You you talk the talk, you talk it confidently, and you know buzzwords are great, but explain the buzzwords. Pretend you're talking. I mean, don't talk down to a potential employer. Don't talk down to your customers. But you know, explain enough to let them know that you're confident. You know what the hell's going on, and you you can accomplish these goals for them. Awesome. All right. Good advice. All right, well, we still have more coming up from the live from SES Chicago edition of SEW Weekly. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to put you on the spot after this break, Miranda. I'm going to ask you what your big takeaway is oh dear. for when we, uh, <laughs> when we leave this conference and go back to our regular jobs. What are you going to take away and do? And I want it actionable from this conference. So stay well, tuned, thanks folks. Thanks for the warning. Yeah, you're, you, know, you got about two minutes of break here. So uh, we'll be right back. This is SEW Weekly, live from SES Chicago on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for more of SCW Weekly after this quick timeout. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 11th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2013. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 11th Annual IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com. It's good to be king. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
clients. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Hey everyone, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And this is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We just wanted to wish you a really happy, healthy, green Christmas and a prosperous new year. Indeed, Jim. And to all of our clients, guests, and, and the valuable listeners of uh, Webmaster Radio, happy holidays. On behalf of Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, happy holidays. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Welcome back to SCW Weekly, your home for search and social marketing news, views, and interviews, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to SEW Weekly, the live from SES Chicago edition. Tom Craver from Search Engine Watch alongside with Miranda Miller. What a week, man, really? Seriously? It was awesome. It's, I, I just love it here. Um, so much to do, so much to see, so much to learn, and so much, Miranda, to <laughs> take home and say... This is what I'm going to do right now because I just learned this. Go. So, you know, at any of these conferences, the coolest conversations happen outside of the sessions. They really do. They do. And so I was on the Meet the Experts table on video optimization with Jonathan Allen, and we had the most amazing attendees come and sit and talk to us. Um, One is actually in SEO at Disney. So that was super awesome. When you're talking about video... I want a job, Disney. Uh, (laughs) As a kid, I want... Okay, go ahead. It was my dream job to go work for Disney. Thomas Swooning, yes. Which, it was awesome because who knows more about video optimization than someone at Disney. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. And we also had another woman there who um, is from a medium-sized publishing company. And their website had unfortunately become one of those sort of tragic dump sites where they had 1,500 videos that had been uploaded over the years with really no thought to organization or optimization. And so she had been tasked with cleaning all of this up. So we had quite a few interesting conversations around that. Um, one was, you know, do you go and put these on YouTube or should you be hosting them on your own site? And even just at that table, there were people with really differing opinions on that. And what we eventually sort of came out to was that um, it really depends on your purpose. So, you know, YouTube is the second largest search engine. You do want to be there. Right. However, if it's more product oriented or it's a, a salesier piece, it probably doesn't belong on YouTube. You're not going to get that social lift there. So it might be better housed on your own website. So that was one of the takeaways that I got from the video optimization table. Okay, fair enough. And so what did you take away from this, Tom? I got to pick one, huh? I put you on the spot. I suppose it's only fair that you put me on the spot. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to pick just one. There's so much great content, um, but no, there there was one that stood way out actually yesterday morning, day two, um, the SEO tools of the trade. Now I've moderated this panel before in the past, and um, it's it's always cool to see other SEOs and, and what tools they use, and you get into a set pattern of your own ways, and you know what works for you. But every once in a while being open to new tools and seeing how other SEOs are using them. And it doesn't make you any less or, or more of an SEO necessarily for, for using or not using the ones that you use, but just to see some different things of what they're using was great. And actually there was a tool, I've been waiting for this for a while, I just wasn't uh, keeping up with it anymore. And and Darren Inke from, uh, from Optimum 7 actually, 
had a WordPress plugin that he showed in, in, in a deck full of like, I was like 30 odd, almost 40 slides of tools and, and, and whatnot. Um, it was the micro data WordPress plugin and it's free. It's a free plugin, which if it's free, it's me, right? I, I love this, but, um, it, it basically adds um, a, a little button to the WordPress toolbar in your editor. Um, and you click that and it pops up a little box to asking you for what schema of micro format you're going to use. So you're talking about a person or a business or a location or you know an author or whatever it might be. And you can fill out all the pertinent data that go along with that. So for a person, you have a name, you have a, maybe an image URL, you have a job title, a work location, a phone number, that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's, you can even go right down to the street address and uh, location and zip code if you really wanted to go that far. But you know the, the micro formats are so broad and there's so much data you can tag and you just highlight and you click and it inserts the tag automatically for you. It's just like drop dead easy. You've got to know roundabout what you're doing as far as, you know, what, what schemas are available. But you know, if you're talking about an author or a product products, geez, if you're in retail and, or even any products or services for, for service-based businesses, and you are not using microdata, this is where everything's going. You know, there was the panel Wednesday morning, um, you know, Bruce Clay and Ann Smarty and Dana Todd moderated it. And it was, um, just everybody talking about the future of SEO 2013 and you know semantic search is is part of that and the semantic search is being you know fed through all this microdata and so that's my takeaway my one takeaway um from from SES Chicago 2012 is the microdata WordPress plugin that Duran Inky um from Optimum 7 showed us that's that's my one takeaway I'm going and I'm going to do that right now but my eyes turn toward, you know, next week. It's a shortened work week, so I'm kind of excited about that. Um, so maybe I won't actually go back and do that right now. But um, it's Thanksgiving week. Um, I love Thanksgiving, all kinds of goodies and stuff. We're still on the air next week at 1 o'clock. So, Miranda, what do you have for us for uh, American Thanksgiving? We have something awesome for Thanksgiving. We have Bruce Clay coming to talk about how to sell yourself as an STO. Um, so if you are the most technically gifted person and you have all your tactics down, but you can't sell yourself, you're not going to make money. So I'm excited to have Bruce come on and talk to us about how you can actually market your services. The godfather of SEO. I yes. feel good about this. <laughs> And that'll just about do it for our live edition of SEW Weekly, live from SES Chicago. I want to thank my co-host, Miranda Miller, for being with me here today. It was a, it was a tough sell, guys, getting everybody coordinated and all together between sessions, and I'm actually running off to speak right now. But don't forget, you can listen to SEW Weekly every week. Find us on the podcast on iTunes. Uh, just look for SEW Weekly. You can find us on the new webmasterradio.fm app or right here every Thursday at 1 o'clock. SDW Weekly on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, folks. We will catch you next week. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business -business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.